Wait, guy. how often? Oh, girl, don't let me talk about it. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. like, I'm, I'm like, oh, wait. I would make. Like, I, I totally forget about that. Just because it's... I girl, I can't. you do it live first? There's a lot going on. Okay, good morning. You're here with Black Girl from Eugene, Aisha Elliott, and Sheree Gatson. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me yet again. I know, girl. And I was thinking about it today. I was like, I can call myself a returning guest. You told, Oh, yeah. And you can call yourself a recurring guest because yes. I will guest because I will have you back again. <laughs> so, you are. Girl, yes, of course you're special. So, okay, we are going to first shut off, like I always do, with the announcements. And um, thank you so much to my Patreons again and anyone who's interested in supporting the podcast. Patreon is making it happen. It is how I stay coming every week. Uh, it's how I'm able to get you guys these t-shirts and be able to expand and grow. So if you're not already a Patreon supporter, please become one. People who are Patreon supporters, thank you so much. For the merchandise, I hope you guys saw the code that I sent you. Yes, my Patreons got a secret code for discount. <laughs> so, yeah, so please um, use I that discount. That. You didn't know that? No. Girl, I put it on the announcement. I even sent an email. You have, and if you're okay, so if you've already bought so some you merchandise. You have to open the email. You have to open that right. email, yeah, <laughs> to get that code. Um, <laughs> and if you have bought merchandise and you didn't use the code and you are a Patreon, you can actually call Threadbear and tell them. And Don't hook it up. Serious, girl. Okay, just so you know, it's out there for you. <laughs> After it, my, the sale for this merchandise actually ends on the 31st. So we only have a couple more days, or like tomorrow, today and tomorrow, to buy this line. Yeah, it's almost September. It's, yeah, it's September, basically. So you have a couple days for this line uh, to get, and we are going to have an ongoing store um, later. Not immediate, but I'm trying to design some different sayings on the shirts. like. They're cute, but I have some more that I want. I like want to rotate them out. Furthermore, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so check if you have no idea what we're talking about. Check it out because it's super cute, and I'm really proud of the design. Also, I didn't ask this person if I could say their name ahead of time, so I won't. But someone bought a like a group, like a big purchase of shirts mm -hmm. to give away. Like she's sending it to me to like for kids and for whoever oh, like wants one. Yeah. She just like donated yeah. these shirts, and I was like, "This is amazing." I didn't ask her if I could say her name, but I want you know who you are, and I want to thank you sincerely for being so generous. And everyone who will get a T-shirt because of your generosity, thanks you as well. <laughs> um, what else am I? Th what else is there? Oh, the Black Gold is the nonprofit that we're running, and we have an education program that is being coordinated and designed with me. Uh, Andrea Smith so big shout out to her as she's leaving to LA she'll be doing this as she's moving in you know and from LA coming we have a dedication um, so far we have 10 different teachers all BIPOC teachers yes. yeah and actually I think most of them are black and you know how rare that is though like girl we have someone in Africa like he's in South Africa who will be teaching classes That's so valuable here, yeah, right? yeah. We have them from That's Oakland, cool. from the Carolinas, from yes. Canada. We need all the African we can get. All of it, yes. And so we will have online classes that you can purchase, and we'll have in uh, class like reading for kids who are K through five that we'll have in person, mm -hmm. and we'll it'll be um, super exciting. And it starts in October, so I'm yeah. I'm sending my kid. Yes, and if you have if you have scholarship needs, let us know. Um, you can find all of this on the website as well, and in about a week or so we'll have registration, or about two weeks we'll have registration and more details 
but you can find it at www.blackgoldcc.org. <laughs> right? You got a lot to remember. So much stuff. And I'm like, blackgoldculturecamp.org. Like, we have so many. I know, entities. Yeah, and, and you can find it on Facebook, Black Gold Culture Camp. That's easy, too. And you can contact us from there. Girl, we have all the options. What do you need? We I got know. it. <laughs> what do you need? Um, a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. Did I forget anything? <laughs> I know I did. Something's going to pop up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And don't forget to talk about everything. Uh, I don't know. I'm so, trying to remember your meeting you had in the salon. I, 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 <laughs> like, what did they Girl, talk about? Talk about busy. So I was at... You know, Salon Nirvana here, and I had, uh, oh my gosh, I, you know, I had Cassie working on my hair, and I had Cherie, <laughs> two people working on my hair to get this together, but right? look at it. It is so nice. Yes. Like, we just got it all retouched, and everyone's like, we don't care about your dress, but you guys should care, because this is serious. <laughs> but it's like... And it's work. It's appreciate the work. Girl. From uh, 10, from 10 a.m. to 4.45 in the afternoon. It is literally the, probably the most simplest task you know yeah. just so tedious but each one and you have to go through each dread and like wrap and tuck and yeah. wrap and tuck and, and so some of them need a little love they need they needed to <laughs> love i didn't you know but it's like my it's it's beautiful and i'm super excited about it but it was like we were doing work and so just so you know how much work i put into this i was having a meeting while they those two women were having to work on my hair to try to get the hair done in a certain amount of time I was in a meeting in which they were involved in <laughs> because they were there, yes. and we were doing deciding on letterhead, deciding on you know costs oh. and time and all this stuff, and we had input. <laughs> we I took her advice; it was good. It's so, hard not to be a part of it when you're like, cause like you're there. I know we had a FaceTime meeting while I'm getting my hair done. Just okay. we just gotta do what we do, but this is what women do. We just this is get what we it do done, right? All right. So for today's show, what we're actually talking about um, is every fucking thing. A lot of stuff. Oh my god. So we were trying to think of a like a um, a topic mm-hmm. and we just couldn't think of one topic because there's so many damn topics to talk about just, just in the like, last week. But when we when I first asked you to come on it was like what three weeks ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were like let's talk about black black hair. Let's talk about because we're thinking joy. We were feeling like you know yeah, but that. It's hard to feel joyous. I think right now this week. I mean, it's always it's always hard to be joyous as a black person. Let's right. be real. Let's be real. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Right. Like today, no. this week has been hard. It's been harder than usual. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if the, you're paying attention in the world, like it's been hard. It's been the so we were like the RNC, right? Then the murder, uh, well, not murder, but attempted murder. Mm-hmm of Blake, uh, what's his, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob Blake, and then we have um, Chadwick Boseman. You can't even see it. Yeah, because it's, it's like. It's not real yet. It's, it was just like. It was just like insult to injury. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like we can't catch a break. Yeah. You know, because we just lost John Lewis. Just lost John Lewis. We and, lost Kobe earlier in the year. And I guess there's been, um, why can't I think of his name? The guy from Friday, the old, the dad, oh, the old we lost him. Oh my God, that's Friday scene. Yeah. Right, that we lost him. Yes, they're all the scene. He's, a, he's yes, ridiculous. He's hilarious. Um, and then the next day we lose the, the, from Chadwick, which we needed, we need some time. The next day, you know, the um, basketball player from the Trailblazers dies. Yes. Uncle Cliff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I know that pe- I just it's funny as I like read going through the Instagrams like everyone and I kept going back to Lupita because I wanted to see what she was going to say yeah. she still hasn't said anything which is like it's, I mean I think she's probably processing it's probably super they nice. have to be close yeah there's a couple people who still haven't said anything that you know they're close to right but I the pro it's not about it, I mean it is about Chadwick but he was suffering with stage three colon cancer which is the whole the worst time of the worst cancers, right? The wor- one of the worst. One of the worst. Yeah, yeah. It's painful, hard to get like sur- surgeries. I mean, like hard to survive. Never known. All the stuff that he was doing in the last four years is where and where we all saw him the most. Yeah, because I mean, up until suffering. about four years ago, I mean, he was known of. Yeah, but he wasn't nearly. He wasn't like this. No. Mm-mm. To the level of um, celebrity that he is now. No. And the idea is that, like, you do not know what other people are going through. Never. You do not know. Look at what he was going through to survive to where he, I mean, he was literally playing a hero. A hero. In his own life. going. He was with cancer kids all the time, watching them pass, knowing uh-huh. he was going to pass eventually. Well, I mean, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he was really... I mean, I'm sure he was really fighting. If you survived colon cancer stage three for four years, you were fighting your ass off. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be. But at the same time, like, being a hero to us, he wanted to make sure, like, living in his purpose so, so strongly that he wanted to make sure he left these children, black children, with heroes, depictions. His, you know, his mentor and his hero being Denzel and the characters that he played Yes. Straight up roles in black black lives, black are it, like there's lot picture lines of movies that they did, eras of, of activity in the world and society that we worked in that go along with Denzel and now yes. go along with Chadwick. And I think specific, I was trying to think about like why is this one hitting so hard? Because right. we lose black people every day. Right. But with Chadwick, it was like he was very intentional about the roles that he chose. Yep. to play right. too and portray right and like when you look back at his filmography i mean you, you can be proud of every single every one of those thing. movies yeah so, yeah i mean he didn't play a fool not once <laughs> not once not once and he was and he did it the way that he wanted to and he was just in a so way, beautiful yeah. <laughs> to look at him. no matter what he was playing you'd just be like Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, right? he was, I was watching an interview with him, and he said early on in his career, he was getting hired for jobs that were portraying him as the yeah. black stereotype, mm-hmm. you know, which is a thug or, you know, a father who leaves and abandons their children. Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. someone selling drugs on the street. Right. And the he right. was like, that's not who I'm trying to play. Right. Like, that's not what I want to leave. The, a mark on him. Maybe he knew. Maybe he always knew. Maybe he always. Knew. I mean, we didn't. He knew he had cancer, so maybe he was just so much that much more intentional, knowing that he only had. But so I think much time. you know. But I think it's what well, it's a it's a message for this whole week and for our going into twenty the rest of twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. It's like he came into acting with an idea. Like how much of us are going into the future or going into tomorrow with an idea of what the hell we are here to be doing. Yes. It's so hard to find your purpose, but I think the truth of it is, is like what he, and he said this a lot, and the the reason I'm starting off with him is just because, like, to know what you're good at, and not, like, fight 
what because it's hard, but to lean into like the, the parts of you that need to grow in the part that you feel as your best quality. Like your best quality isn't perfect, right? And it might not be something that you even see that is valuable to others or to yourself right now, but you know, this is what I always kind of do. Lean right. into the hard part of seeing yourself as strong. Because mm-hmm. how strong did he have to know that he was to be able to portray who he decided to portray? And then when he did do that, the universe, God, whoever you wanted to give the credit to, gave him a, another task to overcome, to bring realism to his life, like to bring suffering to his life, to bring, and then for him to go, you know what, I'm still, I'm going to lean into that, and I'm going to look at other people and how they are getting through it. He leaned into kids with cancer. He wasn't doing that before, no. right? So he wanted to learn yeah. how to be joyous in this pain. And that to and, me, and is that's incredible. what always radiated from him. Yes, I, mean, I think that's why I'm like, whoa! Like it just yeah. it hits you that like this man had cancer for four years, and I've always been a Chadwick Boseman fan, mm-hmm. so I've watched his interviews, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously watched his movies, and it's it's so hard to believe that he was going through something like yeah. that. I look at him and I look at like people, I didn't see him, I, I was looking at his, his images and seeing how he was a small statured man, mm-hmm. like losing weight, but not, it was never as yeah. as like blatant to the last couple, mm-hmm. like the last yeah. quarantine time, where it became like he just started to suck in. And, and then it was people like, were even commenting about it. Yeah, but yeah. it was clear something was wrong, but you don't know what was going mm-hmm. on. He, that's not the kind of, weight loss you do when you're trying to be skinny. That no. th- didn't look the it same. It looked unhealthy. Yeah, and I was just like, well, I didn't know, I didn't even imagine that he was dying. You know what I mean? But it was something that I was like, he's sick. I was like, maybe, but, it, so anyway, but with that being what it is, I think it's hitting people, black folks, particularly hard, because it's almost like, the, his, his role in Black Panther, his role in 42, Jackie Robinson, his, like, these are, pieces of our culture that got to be on this big screen that actually like Black Panther having people with their djembes and dressing up and like Wakanda forever you know that kind of thing even when all that was happening like the first Black Panther movie yeah it was just this sense of joy and pride in the black community but it was like global like we could feel it we could could feel feel it. it and he brought it and with all of this devastation around us, and then like, really, man, Chad? <laughs> like, like, are you serious, Black Panther? Like, you're taking that insult away? To injury. Insult to injury. It was just an idea of who he was and who he represented. Black Panther was an idea, and it was yes. it's beautiful. And losing that figure of Black excellence yes. at a time when we probably Ugh. need it the most. Yeah. You know, it's it's actually a call. The way I'm looking at it is like a hit, right? But it, for me, it's like an actually a call. Like, the symbolism is one thing, but like the way that we came together behind Black Panther and like Wakanda Forever, we were doing this for like a whole yes. year. We would shake hands and be like, what you know, that person doesn't know, know right? You know everyone knows, like, everyone knows, everyone knows. And it's not even weird when you do it. We're like, yeah, <laughs> right? So, so basically, like, I look at hit the loss of someone like this, um, the, like I said, the symbolism behind him mm-hmm. is something where it's like, we we got to know just like he knew that the way that we came together for that moment mm-hmm. for the wakanda forever for the black Panther, for that yes. pride that's not something that needs to be temporary 
Like we need to see that greatness in each other at all times, mm -hmm. right? Now he's the symbol is gone, but like we remember what it was like. We could do this to each other and pull it together. Yes. Like it's like remember that just over a movie, over a symbol, over an idea, we were all united in joy. Absolutely. For each other's seeing beauty in each other up on the screen, looking at you know Lupita yeah. and Chadwick and being like. For one of the first maybe the first time yeah. you know like we're so used to seeing black films that have to be about slavery yeah oh or, so sick of it oh or so they have to be about the civil rights movement it's mm -hmm. like and most of the time it's white people directing those films yeah you know, and yeah. writing those films but can and we give a shout out to Issa Rae real quick because Issa Rae I love I, Issa. now she I I need her to be famous famous because she is famous but I know she's black famous for mm -hmm. sure but Issa Rae is out here doing some real work trying to normalize black lives on the screen. Yes. Love stories, you know, the picture, the what's called the photograph? No. Is that it? Yeah, I think it's called the, the one, um Well, she was it's just a on, love story between her and, um, what's that dude? Yes, the guy from I don't know. The Big Bang Theory? Yes, yeah. Yes. So, same. Uh, they had a film, I mean, but she's out here, you know, insecure, she's out here doing, normalizing everyday black stuff. And girl, she's been around for a long time. she had the YouTube show before she I did not know that. Girl, that's how she got started. I did YouTube. not know that. Yes, YouTube she had a huge amazing. following on YouTube. I think this was probably like, what, six or seven, eight years ago. Right. But if you look, like, you should look it up. It's still there. That's how she got her. And she used to do um, those monologues. You know how in her show, um, Insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. She's, like, rapping in the yes. air. And so that's, <laughs> that was, like, the basis of her show. Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. So then HBO picked it up. But do you know that's who she, I mean, she used to think she yeah. wanted to be a rapper? Mm -hmm. Isn't that hilarious? I know. And she's, I'm like, girl, I can't see that girl as a rapper. That, not at all. But she, but she, it's cute what she yeah, does. And so it makes cute. sense. But, like, she... I just want to shout her out because, like what you're saying, I, we're tired of looking at death, black deaths, and then not only and are we, we know those stories, like black people, you don't have to tell us again. And you should not be telling yourself that if that's the only story that you hear about black folks, but yet you work with black people every day, and you're like, hmm, I, I wonder if she goes home and like has a Glock. Like, what are you thinking about right now? Like, can you connect it back to normal shit? Like, you need to be able to like look at black people in a normal way. Because we live normal lives. Like just like you. Every human being We just does. look a little darker. Yeah. Like that's, and it's it's so hard to wrap your head around that because that's literally the difference between us. It's, yeah. You know, and yeah. for that reason, it's like we, you know, we don't do normal things like normal people do. No, like, of course not. Because, well, the cultural. We're selling drugs. The I, yes. Like, the idea around blackness is has been described for white folks in such a way that I would be scared too if I didn't know better because of course everything that you see about black folks is about death, negativity, raping, violence, violence, yeah, ignorance, criminal activity, which is like, you know, the thing about having people like Chadwick, having people like Issa Rae, having people like Viola Davis who are portraying characters that are real for us and the, cho the choice is, is that what I hear from people is that they believe that those are black things. Like there's like the, it's a, it's they a can't trait. come, they can't, no, white folks feel like they can't go to an Issa Rae movie. Oh, Because right. it's a black I movie. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? So they never even get the narrative. They don't get the narrative of like that, not that we need to be showing it for them, mm -hmm. but goddamn, it's right there. Like just go see the movie. Have an idea yeah. of what else is going on around you. Yes. Other than what's in front of your face. 
exactly meaning the media not what you see because you know you don't see a black person the truth of the matter is like there are black people all around them that work with them that they see (laughs) that are not acting like that yes it's like just because the media puts something in front of you what does that make it true like if we've learned anything over the past five years like there have like we've we've got to understand that just because the media shows us something right. does not make it factual. It's so basic. It's so basic. <laughs> I like, know. Are, I'm, you know. They have the ability to spin everything, throw everything out of context. So we and that's go, what they do. We can go right into the RNC from here, oh which I'm not going to go. Like we're not. That's sickening. I'm so disgusted. I'm so. Did you watch it? No, girl. Yeah, no. I I'm just I watched bits and I couldn't. Yeah. Because I I it literally is like. It's something that you feel like is fake, but then you realize it's real, and you're like, yes. is this serious? Like, are you for real? Like, I thought, like, it always looks like a spoof. It always looks like a because Saturday Night Live. Because how would be that idiotic <laughs> and small-minded? That's why. It always looks like a joke to me all the time, and I can't. It's not a joke. It's like, this is, girl, people are dying, and people are missing, and, and people, people are, are okay with it. And people are yes. okay with it. And there's a ton of them. Because at the RNC convention, oh my god, it were like Hitler esque. Oh no, it, it was that's like what I felt. it was like cold coming from the TV. Yes. It was like cold. You know what I mean? It was like it gives you like even now I'm getting chills yeah. just thinking about it. it there, you know, and they, that's what they want. But the truth of it is, is that like if we don't remember the Wakanda forever, if we don't remember each other's joy. And we don't remember that it's actually each other that makes this go around. Mm-hmm. Sh- shit like like Trump is going to get, seep in and into our doubt. And the truth of it is, is that it's already, the fear is already working. Our country is so divided yes, that I see an American flag and I am concerned. Yes. Right? That a big is, old American flag outside of Trump. That should not be that way. I want, to be, I want to be proud of my country. I want yeah. to be a proud American. But... Yeah, it's come to the point where like, um, an American flag is a telltale sign for me now. Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna be on guard. Right. You know, which is so sad. Yeah. Because I want to have pride in my country. It's our country. It's our country. I grew up here. <laughs> yeah. Like I was born here. We built this shit. Like, like <laughs> no, I didn't come from Africa. Right. Like just because I'm black, don't mean I was born in Africa. Right. No, I mean we're we come that our ancestry from Africa. Is important to to me. Yes, absolutely. My I journey in that. Right, my journey in Black America mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It can't be diminished. We built this country. We every element of this country. You would never know it. Isn't but it every like element of this country backs, is this built country. on our back. Yeah, yeah. every element. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so every every bit of our culture. Yeah, has been appropriated to make their culture. <laughs> well, they're. Girl, we are yeah. like their culture is not. We're as American worse. as any white person. As American pie. You know, like, we <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. You know, it's just in. It's not. It's something that. The thing about this is that like, Trump has done such a great job, of disgusting, <laughs> the moral fiber, like the moral, having us question our values, having us question our our um our morality. Like no other president ever has. We're losing family members over racism. You know what I'm saying? We're moving. We're losing friends over racism. We're we're realizing that the people who we thought were someone that we could lean on and care and care for you 
we're actually considering you an other type of black person. Not like that type of black person. You're like, yes. whoa, what? Yes, like all of a sudden, you're like, you had a category of blackness you were putting me in, like you didn't accept me for, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, my uncle Dojo. She's, like, a, she's a more refined black yeah, person. Yeah. More, more educated. Educated. She speaks well. She's not, she, yeah. She's, and she's lighter skinned, so. It's all good, it's all good. Well, she would, they, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. She's pretty, you know, mm-hmm. her skin's light, yeah. her hair's long, straight, and you know all of that so offensive and then it's so, it's like, like, so if like so someone offensive. tells you that and they see you get offended their response is like i just gave you a compliment like why would you be offended you know like yeah they don't well, a lot of they don't see the irony in it well you know the conversation that i'm having a lot with white folks not like just like passing conversations is that they really are hard having a hard time looking at their family members and realizing that they are racist and that they have a moral obligation to decide what it is about their family member that they cannot put up with value-wise. And they're trying to really argue and fight and balance that when they're like, well, just because you vote for Trump doesn't mean, does that really mean that you're a bad person? Does that really mean that you're a racist person? Does that really? Yes. Yes. And if you don't think you're racist, the, the idea of all of the shit that he did for money, you're talking about money. First of all, if you're not filthy rich, I don't know what you're talking about. And second of all, you decided that racism was not a deal breaker for you. Mm-hmm. So that means that I'm on and everyone else brown is on the chopping block when it comes to you and money. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that privilege and that power equates to racism. And so that unfortunately for you that you don't realize white person that because you can balance those two things out you are actually exercising in white supremacy aka racism therefore you are racist (laughs) this is how this goes you know what i mean and we you've got to like quite understand how your choices come november come now are directly related to your moral values and, right now. Yes, and that's why everyone keeps saying it's become so political. It's right. a political thing now. Yeah, because we either elect a racist right. or we don't. Like, and I, I mean, Joe well, Biden's got some racist tendencies. Well, we won't talk about it. We won't get into that. But no. And then the reason why I say we won't talk about it is is the same reason why you know you. We know what we got to do. We're not happy with that either. Yes. But we know we got to do. It's like you got to get rid of the cancer. Absolutely. Cut out the cancer. Yes. The cancer it needs is to go now. it needs to go. We yeah. have to cut the cancer it's out. It's infecting the nation. That's right. And then we will talk about his diet. Like I mean, that's what you know what I'm saying? It's like we know he we know this person eats bad, yes. but we have to kill the cancer and to fix the issue, right? And so like let's let's just cut him out and then we'll deal with the other problem as we can. But we know this problem has less immediate hateful consequence to the morality of our country but oh god it, it's like I, as I say that I'm like oh my god it's so bad everything is it's, so bad pedophilia like we can't compromise this shit <laughs> at the same that's time that's where we are in this nation this is we have we, people sticking this, up for that shit but this is who we are that's why people are like oh we're so disgusted we don't like Biden we don't we need to have the independent party I don't see no independent party if we need, if we say that, then what? Then let's do that. Like it's it just the way and the why DNC. Can't, why can't we commit to that? Like, why? That's what I'm trying to say. You know, the power behind the DNC and the RNC and all of these people is because people come behind we it. Give them, 
Yes. We give them that power. power. So if you want another option, we have to create one and you gotta make it viable for the population. Yes. It's not that it's not doable, just nobody's doing it. We don't have any candidates that are, are strong enough to push against any but all the money that it takes to be a part of it. Oh my god. Right. Running for president is millions of dollars. Yeah. Po- any political party. Right. Like you're you're going to be having to raise millions. You gotta of understand dollars. the system if you're gonna overthrow it. I'm sorry. I'm not and I'm not saying overthrow the government. What I'm saying is if you want something different, you gotta understand the system so you can get into it and recreate it. Yes. You know? Reform. Or, reform. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't just say, I want something different. It's like you're yelling at the person who's abusing you to stop abusing you. That's not really how it's gonna work. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta come stronger with your conviction. You gotta come with numbers, you gotta come with money. This is a capitalistic system. Mm-hmm. We're not, no one's talking to you unless you got money. Absolutely, Some, something of value. Something of value. Yeah. And we, and to this day, we're talking about the value of black lives, the value of black Which people. Which is very small, is what we're being told. Right. But yet, look at the look at the corruption. Look at the the what it takes for this man to get his money. Who he has to step on and suppress and bring up the tape so that people can allow him to just money monger and take and take and take and ruin everything that we've ever built in this country ever. Yeah. If it was ever that's what it feels like at this moment. If it there feels was like everything ever. that we've all the struggles that we've overcome, just running and running and running, and then there's more weight put on us, and running and yeah. running, and more weight and more weight and more weight, and eventually, we just can't lift it. And at this point, like that's that's where it feels like we are. We're at, I like, feel like, but that, but look at it. It's a, it's an attack on black and brown people to get to get this money. He has to keep yes. this level of civil division. And what makes if it, we would just realize that. We have more power than they think, and that's why we're suppressed. It's right. because of the power that we we hold. hold. It, it, there wouldn't be a focus on us. Wouldn't be a focus on anybody if it wasn't a threat. Well, is a threat, exactly. Right. Because and we're look at us. Everything that's ever happened has been built on the backs of us, right? Absolutely. So my whole thing is like, I mean, this is very simple, simple conversation about just like, can we look past, you know, this this energy, this feeling, uh, I want to give 45 credit for showing us how much the system is such bullshit. Yes. Like, he actually is showing us that most of what we thought was law and order, or like you what we thought was for our protection, anything you want, right? With money, we talked about it, mm-hmm. but you have never seen it. But now we're literally witnessing it. And that's why all these rules are like legitimate rules. Like these are like no, these are actual laws. He gets that he's a breaking. Well, he gets a slap on the wrist, and then that's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's like and the, and the he's people. going against our constitutional rights, yet it doesn't matter. Yeah, and so he's what, getting away with it. Like, so what, what stops us from going against? What stops us from pushing back? Is the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like in the 1960s, maybe now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't know, and this is very, like, like I said, this is not, like, a deep conversation about this. This is, like, off the top of my head, and I'm kind of thinking about how they're portraying Portland Mm -hmm. and the understanding that Portland, what's going down in Portland is happening on, like, a city block, like, one. It literally is. One city block. (laughs) Right? And it makes it sound like the whole city is is up in flames. So the civil rights movement, right? Like, I'm wondering, now obviously we know the bridge, we know the walk, we know the buildings, we know the hosing, we know all of this mm-hmm. that was going down. 
And I'm thinking about what was the conversations around the rest of the country, besides these hot spots that we focused on, what was the conversations like? Right. Because like we just said, those racists that are out there shooting people right now, he, like, who, who shot him, paralyzed him, he's 17. So his daddy and his mama is, are, could be my age or just slightly older, right? Which means we went to school together, which yes. means we were going to school together. Yes. Like we were not segregated. No. So what I'm trying to say is that we're not having the same conversation. We're not, this country, the, it's like a facade of togetherness. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering where it is that we are together and those people who are together, us social justice folks who are like, see black people as human, see the water as important, see the environment, uh, environment as essential. Mm -hmm. Is it because we're so like sectioned off at your environment? Who is doing the sectioning? We all are absolutely dependent on each other, and I do believe yet all we can that if we come together, we have a fighting force. But why can't we seem to get it together? It like, seems that when we need to get it together the most, we become more divided. I, we're scared. Like the, I, I mean, there's not to me in my whole lifetime. There's never been this level of like. What the fuck that I can that I know of as an adult? That's I, and, fear. As much as as like you want to tell people like, don't live your life in fear. As much as I believe that, I can't lie and say that I am not fearful. Yeah, I am fearful. Yeah. Like I am fearful of what tomorrow will look like. Yeah, I I am fearful of the police. I see a police officer, yeah. and it's like my husband and I alert you. It's like we're like there's act a police cool. officer. Act cool. Just be cool. Yeah. Just be cool. It's like not just play your music. Just be cool. <laughs> right? That's what we've come to, and. I think if what I was really feeling while watching this RNC, I didn't I didn't tune in during okay, yeah. it because I didn't want to give it views. Exactly. But I did yeah. watch it the next morning. Okay. Um, and there is a like such a stark difference mm -hmm. between what is like what we believe in this country there's an rnc and then the next day is a march on washington right it's just polar opposite yes. we have someone who i believe is a f huge fascist oh yeah girl and you the guys, whole party the whole we were, talking about, we were talking about this yesterday it was so fearful i mean i was watching it and he's literally like everything he's saying is a lie right and it, it's a known lie because we, we've 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 heard him. We've yeah. heard what he said. We've been watching him the past four years in office. Everything that is coming from his mouth is a lie. The biggest lie I thought was the fact that he said he has done more for this country for Black people than anybody any right. president ever right. has. And like when he said that, like it's just I could feel flames coming out of my head. And then he continued to talk and like all of his like. Groupies on the lawn, yeah, yeah. cheering him on, and he says, he looks in the camera and he says, and the best is yet to come for black people. And it felt so much like a threat, wow. because I felt like he was talking to almost, to me, to yeah. a black person. Yeah. Like, you think it's bad now, just wait. You yeah, know? that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Like and then, without even, like, anybody prompting, like, the whole crowd just gets up and starts chanting four more years. And it was so, like... That moment was so icy for me. It felt like, holy shit! Right, two days ago he was down eight points in the poll. Right. That is not that is not a big enough margin for me to. Okay, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 
for me, I've never been a political person. Right. But right now, the, this election is not really about politics to me. It's about humanity and right and wrong. That's exactly what you it's know, about. It's and not I think about that's politics. what people need to it's focus like if, on. If we... I don't... What is this world going to look like if we have another four years with him? No, it can't. It can, we literally cannot. It's terrifying, but I said it wasn't going to happen the first time it happened. No, I was I like, know. it's never going to happen. Like, I there's know. no... And, Maybe it's because I've spent a lot of my life in on the West Coast in California where, you know, and even here where we vote, we technically vote Democratic. Right. You know, but technically, technically, that's what the, the cities do. The rest of the, the, the state is the, not. And which is like a whole nother discussion. The yeah. Wichita College is. Yeah. We, let's not even go there. So I think I'm just dealing with and we were talking a lot about trust issues. Tr- I, I look like. I work with white folks all the time. Mm-hmm. I work with white folks all the time. Mm-hmm. And I like the people I work with. Yeah. Like, I, I like I like people. I'm going to say generally that I, as I'm walking down, like if I'm at the grocery store, um, which I don't like to be out anymore. Like, the whole pandemic thing has really interestingly put a distance between people that makes you not be able to actually engage in a way that would be... It's so ironic, though, because we're in a time where we need togetherness. It's not ironic, girl. But we're being so... Girl, it's all put out in such a way. It's just, like, because when you really do think about it deeply, like, we're we're just talking about it now, it really makes you think. Yes. Like, the time said that, and I was like... The timing of all of this is transformational. But to what? The right? But to what? So the transformational part is that we gotta really touch down in our soul, kind of back to Chadwick, and that same idea is like we gotta what is what is your me- your main purpose here as a person, mm-hmm. like your your heart purpose, like what are you here to be, what are you representing, what are you bringing into the world mm-hmm. in terms of like how you come across. Like when I like I said, when I go into a grocery store, now I don't wanna be worried that a white person doesn't like me because I, I mean whatever right yeah i think but we're far beyond it's that, like right? violence that i'm mm-hmm. i'm hoping doesn't occur and that is not okay but i'm hoping violence towards me oh, doesn't yes. occur because and not violence meaning that, that but violence meaning that i get looked at in an aggressive way yeah. that i feel like i have to like next time i come i need to bring like two more people with me all of the if that comes across into my body that was violent you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I definitely don't feel like catered. Well, I don't feel loved. Uh, no, I don't feel. What's I'm trying to think of the white women, white men that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sus. Like I'm. I'm just suspect. Like I, I don't know where you're at. I, I don't know where you are on the spectrum. Yeah, I've had this conversation. Where before. are we on your forehead? Like, I wish we had a sticker of, like, I am not a Trump supporter and I don't. No, I, I believe I am not racist, but I'm working on it. I'm like, yay, my people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? But, God, like. It's so sad to think that that's what it's come to now. Yeah. Because I don't want to feel like that. I can't tell, though. I can't tell. I can't tell who you are right now. Especially <laughs> where we live. Like, yes, it's where we live. It's where we live. You know, you the just. The proximity don't know. to the Trump supporter is, like, Oh, our backyard. Sorry. Down the hallway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know who's down yes. the hallway. So, Trump, right? We we don't know. Question mark. Not really a question mark, but we'll say it's a question mark, right? Because this, these people don't necessarily say we're Trump supporters, but they're not saying that they're not. 
And I, at this point, I need you to stand on the right side of this. And I need you to stand squarely in it. Because I cannot afford yes. the, the person who's still not knowing that this is dangerous and, and violent and, and with, without you know, repair for black people. Like, if you can't understand what black BIPOC folks are going through and you're kind of like wishy-washy and and, and, and get on the other side. Yes. Because that's actually where you are. You're taking up space on this side, bullshitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get on the other side of the fence and stay there. And, and no, one, don't no, one has, there, no one has the time to sit and explain to you. And not now. Who you are. No, it's too What late. are we convincing people of? There's no need. What are we convincing There's people of? There's evidence. Right now? Video evidence. Footage. What like, are we now we always have to have footage. There's footage everywhere of it. Everywhere of it. And yet people, I don't know if they, they don't see it. They just don't give a fuck. That I, I don't. It's like less brown and black people in the world. That, Great. But that's being said, girl, do you ever look at K Val, the comments? Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I have had to I, I have had to remove myself. I would say so right around K Val is a local news station here, yes. by the way. And they have a Facebook page. They put quasi ass bullshit news on Facebook. And if you look at the comments under K Val, it's like a KKK route. And that's and that I think is where the concern and the trust issues come from yeah you know because for us specifically like we live where we live mm-hmm. and we see the shit that we see yeah like we our proximity to whiteness here is so tight that like being able to breathe black <laughs> is, a, is a freaking miracle every day and the only thing i think that really helps us that has been helping us in the past is that the culture of eugene specifically is a very hippie I'm not going to say liberal progressive mm-hmm. I'm going to say hippie because those things are different right mm-hmm. and there is liberal progressive uh, progressive folks here um, but I think there's more liberal hippie here mm-hmm. and that culture is really really strong and what that culture here is really really strong with is uh, bypassing and and really really not facing conflict so even if they had a feeling so, about uh, right so even if they had a feeling about black folks what makes it generally not heard we all feel it is that they are they are um avoiding it so that's what happens here but now since trump has been doing what he does and now the whole four years for these white folks to get their get their chest out now the trump people are coming into the city or actually been in the city but now are coming out with their flags and their big trucks and their 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 all their kkk hats their confederate hats like it might as well be kkk hats Confederate flag is. It is. It is a new symbol for the KKK. It really is. It, it, yes. And yes. So, I mean, but confe- yeah, okay. So, like, I wouldn't go into what the Confederate was all about, but, you know, this we was know. more of a painting session <laughs> than a history lesson, but, you know, <laughs> it's true, right? It's the same. It's like, it, it's, it goes right along the same lines. And so the idea of this, that now they're emboldened, it's like, then the, the passive aggressive people who thought it was bad, but didn't know they don't know what to say. But then we have some people who are stepping out and who are actually like stepping into this. And we got white folks dying on the front lines of the fight, which was the same thing that happened in 1965. There was yeah. white folks dying on the lines mm-hmm. then. But where are the numbers of people who are outraged by that? Like, where are their people? Like, you got white folks who are dying on the front line, this man was shot in the chest, chasing this guy after skateboard? watching him. Yes. yes. After watching him kill someone else, mm-hmm. right? And so literally like, walking with a fucking assault rifle, and cops just letting him walk by. Right. 
Like it's not he shot somebody and then went home. Like they didn't arrest him until he he, no, he flew he he fled the state. I, he he and he's seventeen. He's under age. Like all the stuff you see online everywhere. But that's to it's me absurd. To me, the point is like the kid who was killed, who was assaulting him. White folks, it's like it's like the N word, like you know the the lover, like mm-hmm. the nigger lover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't give a damn about those protesters. They no. will kill them just the same as they would kill us. Yeah. So how do white folks feel about that? Like, how do you feel about you that? Any, you don't really see any outroar about that, do you? That, not really from the white community. I like, I don't know. Really it much thought. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, your child, 20, how old was Anthony Huber? He was, like, not more than 23. No, he, he was young. He, with his skateboard, mm-hmm. I don't hear outrage about his death, meaning that, like, a... a White supremacists killed one of your own people. You know what I mean? Like, I we're all black folks are like, oh, we're so but sorry. Think, Thank I you think for your effort. That does not agree with the narrative that they are telling, right? So they choose to overlook it. I've noticed that these white supremacists pick and choose when it comes to their storylines. Oh god, right? the narrative around this dude is ridiculous. <sighs> I'm just uh, like, I just, it's like, and it, now it I'm literally, defense, it literally I'm like, hurts my head. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> They can, they will misconstrue information. Just leave it out. Just leave out the whole front path of, just leave it out. It doesn't, it doesn't we're omitting that. Because we want, we, they have to get their agenda across in whatever way, you know? And it goes right back to their president. That's why he resonates so much with them because that is how they, it makes sense to them. Just leave it out. Do it the way, make it work for you, mm-hmm. right? Don't consider anyone else around you. Don't consider what it matters. Don't care, as long as you get what you want. And it's I'm not, tired. That's not what we oh. as a country can be about. Like, I always hark back to the point where we are lacking so much empathy. It's there's just no empathy in the world. And human, like like you were saying, togetherness. Like hum, we're all humans. There yeah. has to be some form of togetherness in working toward the greater good. You know, I want to say I feel really good. When I walk into a store and the employees are wearing Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. masks, I feel like, I was like, I feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I feel more comfortable. And I'm trying to think of what store I was in just recently. And this person, what was, where was I? And she had a Black Lives Matter sh- mask on and she was a clerk. Um, damn, where was I at? I need to think about that. Was it a local shop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may have been a grocery store. Girl, I'm so busy. I just don't think where I've seen. It may have been at the mall, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I don't go to the mall very often, but I went and I was like, oh, what does matter? At the work. Thank yes. you. Like, at the workplace. It made me feel safe mm-hmm. because they like walk in and all we want. We need some type of, some, some label that says, like, you are not racist. And that's what it, like. So I can talk to you. I just want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to be able to say, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Without you, like, scoffing. You know what I mean? But you can feel that energy, and when you're walking around feeling that energy, it's like, how are we supposed to get past this? And I don't want to complain in a way where, as if we don't have an answer, because we, I think we have an answer. You know what I'm saying? I think we have a solution. It's just like, can we see each other? Can we make a better and bigger effort to see each other? Like, can't, with these, how are we talking about how the pandemic, not being able to connect, but then you have the mask where we can't even see the smile. Like we have to look so directly into people's eyes, which is a good exercise. Mm-hmm. We're look, we have to look into each other's eyes, right? But when you all know, if that's what we're looking at, you're seeing a lot of information. Mm-hmm. 
that sometimes it's your nose really and mouth take away. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of inflammation in these people's eyes. And eyes, ooh. What do they call it? The door to the soul? Yes. Something like that? Yes. And that's all we're walking around with. And girl, I... Think about that, girl. I, when I, when I have walk around you know, with. Like, you see something in your first react. Like, it's so hard to control your, your eyes mm -hmm. from, like, that first reaction mm -hmm. or response that you get to mm -hmm. something. You think that you may filter yourself. But it's there, even if it's that two second, and then you're just like, okay, let me, let me. It is. Let me control my face. No, you know. Yes, you see it. And yeah. It's not even. I don't think it even it has to be seen. I think a lot of it is presence. Like I can feel hostility. You feel hostility. It's energy. Yes. It's coming I right feel out. It. Cause they feel they, they have fear. They have fear about us, right? And that's and so it's coming out. This fear that they fear. have is coming out. They're like, you know, and we're like, what? Like, okay, I just need some milk. Calm down. Oh, damn, just like you. I just need I some gotta milk. feed my kids. Just, that's all I'm trying to get. That's all I'm trying to do. Right? So the trust, to build trust, we're not there yet. <laughs> I think everyone wants to, like, I'm like, literally my head hurts. Because, like, I'm like, everyone wants to jump to better mm -hmm. or to over. And that's, not that's the that's whole not point of 2020 is that we can't jump. But that's not how change works either, right? We can't like, do it. No. We, this is, that's not how change works. Mm, that's not. It's over time, and it takes work, groundwork. Yes. It takes foundations. And, girl, this is this is what gets me is, like, I start to think about, like, what do we, what do I need to see? What changes do we need to see? It's literally fucking everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, all of the so things. overwhelming. All of the things need to change all the things right now. Like, where do we even start? Like, it's just so, so... So there's so much systemic racism in the world. Where do we need to start? Tottle it down. Where do we need to start? I mean, for black folks, this sounds terrible. Cause I, I it sounds terrible because I'm like, we don't need to do anything. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, oh, the job is not ours. No, we don't need to do anything. The, the problem is. But my question is like, what we're doing now is not working. You know, like who's we though? Like I mean, black folks. I feel, to me, not I feel the strongest. Well, I mean. I feel the strongest with my black folks now. Even in Eugene, like, I'm connecting to more black women. Than we ever have. And I'm seeing more black power in black women, mm -hmm. particularly. I want to say black women, particularly. Because that's where I see the movement, and that's where I see the power, and that's where I see us uplifting each other. Right. You know, like, we're not worried about each other not making it through but matter of fact there's so much of us going let me help you do this yes. can you be at my thing can i be at your thing yes. can we do this together because there's so much of that going on right now that i am i am encouraged mm -hmm. and that's why i have energy to talk to white folks who want to learn about anti-racism because i feel i because feel uplifted by, my community, yes. by my community mm -hmm. i've chosen i've chosen to look for who's working mm -hmm. and now that i found people who are working it's, we didn't start working in June, BT Dub. Mm -hmm. We've been doing this work. Mm -hmm. But there's people who in the community who acting like they're doing this work, but they're not invested in the right. growth okay. of each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at people who are invested in growth. And so, and black people. And we found each other. Like, we're finding each other. And we're building each other up. Yes. But um, unfortunately, there's really not a big group of us. And there's not always inner fighting, right? There's always this inner group dynamics. So that is something that for black people we need to work on is our yes. inner dynamic, which we're not gonna talk about in front of black white folks. But we you know, but black folks have a conversation to have, especially yeah, I mean, everywhere. 
but we, we have to hold ourselves accountable too. Right? Yes, like that's one thing that I. I but that's really our recommend. conversation yes, to have. Exactly. Right. And we will. But I think they like everyone who's watching needs to know that like we are very critical of white people. Yeah. But we are also critical yeah. to ourselves yeah. too. Yeah. We just might not talk about it. No, we're not letting that. white folks know. Okay, so this is a whole cultural thing, I know, this is right? Like, like you can't because of the history with white folks, black folks are not going to share our inner conversation with white folks because, because there's no trust. There's no trust. Mm-hmm. And we know what we can do, what we can do mm-hmm. in front of white folks. And there's conversations that we will not have in the presence of white people. Mm-hmm. And the conversation that we're talking about is one of those conversations. Yes. The, the inner fighting that, that comp- black folks have, even in Eugene, about everything, anything that we're working on, and there's issues. That inner fighting is not a conversation we're, ha- we're willing to have around white folks, which I think for our community in Eugene, it's hard because most of the folks are intermarried. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't yeah. know a lot of the people who are intermarried who's, who have not compromised to the point that they are not black-centered. Mm-hmm. That's just truth. I don't, know, I don't know a lot of people who are black-centered yeah. due to the proximity to white folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is hard for us to get together and make a black space or make a black centered space or make a BIPOC led space because it's hard to recognize it without the assistance or or like without the assistance and leadership of white folks because they've never done it. So the idea is to do this without the leadership of white folks. Not to say that white folks can't come in mm-hmm. to the program. Of course, yes. we, here we are. But to be led and to be work by black folks, it's just not something that goes perpetually ongoing. That's one thing the black community has always talked about, is where are our black leaders? We have a black leader, boom, taken out. We have a black leader, boom, colon cancer. We have a black leader, boom, shot. Like, so we like to, ha- to have a, a, a connected force that works for the, the nationalism of black people. We're still struggling, and it's because of disenfranchisement of black people by white people. So when we want to try to get that infrastructure together and have that conversation, it's a very deep conversation. It's a very painful conversation. It's a conversation that we will not have in front of white people. Mm-hmm. But for us to get together here in the Pacific Northwest, that's damn near impossible, right? Without the influence there. Yes. It's very fucking hard. So It's a struggle. Yes. And so for me, when I look at that, um, I'm really proud of the work that black women here have done because I don't see us doing that, well, that grading that, well, how good are you at this or how good that, we're like, we see you, yes. you're good at hair, you're good at styling, we need you right here. Oh, you know what, you speak about anti-racism, we need you over here. I have a space, you wanna use my space? Come on over here. This is what black folks, black women here are that's, doing. That's what we need to see more of. Too. Yes. And, and lead, not let just us black lead. women, but black men too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to see that support from black men too. Yeah. We need to see the uplifting, it needs to be, and like you were saying, it feels so nice. Yeah. Like just having connections to you, yes. to Vanessa. Yes. Used to be Drea. Drea too. Drea's not gone. Trina, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know how I would be getting about if I didn't have some type of center. You know, yeah. like some type of um, community, like community, yeah. to help support. Right. Because it's such a heavy time. Yeah. If, if we can't connect with others who are grown, going through the same things, it's very isolating. It yeah. can be a very isolating world. And yeah. here in Eugene specifically, like, I mean, until, I would say probably it took me three years to even 
meet someone a black person that yeah. I could become friends and yeah. loyal to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It took years. Yeah. I, I am working on it. Like I you I mean I'm, I'm meeting people but right, it takes years to, and, to and gain trust in a way. And so maybe that's and I think we got we got onto this by me asking like where do we even start? Yeah. And so you're like maybe we've we've already started. Yeah. Right. We've been we're, we've we're been starting doing this work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that it's definitely something we need to see more of it. And there's a level of vulnerability that everyone needs to get to that we just have to understand. We are vulnerable. All of us are hurting, but white folks like understand the level of fear that is surrounded in the black community just in this proximity of whiteness and the fear of being that not like oh my god we're scared but like like oh my god you are infringing on my right to be here mm-hmm. and that's going to cause this this friction that is so damaging that when when 45 is out of office it doesn't matter mm-hmm. we're, we're le- allowing the level of division so what i'm saying for white folks is that if it is on them to to show their to show their alliance to show their their uh, investment somehow yes. so that we can see where you are mm-hmm. especially in this proximity of whiteness because everywhere else isn't you know what I mean and so what you're gonna get now I've lived here a long time and we know this we know I know that Eugene is racist period I don't feel comfortable with the idea of Eugene being violently racist. Mm-hmm. Meaning physically violently racist because it's violent anyway, but physically violent is something that I cannot, I cannot really handle. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I don't know of because I try not to watch the news because they're so they're so racist. Like they're none of it's like objective. It's like the comments are all. So I don't know where I can get my information from to find out where you know um, where anyone who's working diligently against racism and I'm talking about white folks who are working diligently against their people who they're with um, saying you know being like you know what what you're saying is racist and I'm gonna need like actually like cutting ties it's like that conversation that you're having with people like warn us conversations you're having with people and you hear that they're racist there's no such thing as diet racism it's a joke it's just a joke (laughs) You can't be a diet racist. Like, you are just racist. And so, right, we yes. need to know about those people, too. Yes. So, white folks go into a shop and you're like, yeah, I overheard him talking about someone who's super racist. Let us know. But you should let them know. Mm-hmm. You're racist. Yes. I'm going to let everybody know this shop is racist. You guys better change your policies, change your employees. I'm taught, you know, no one should shop here. Matter of fact, I'm going to get on the horn and tell all the black people I know that you're racist. It's not a safe place for them to be. I would appreciate that. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be great, yeah. right? They just like undercover for us. You know, I'm like, so tired. I know. It's exhausting. And I that's something we were talking about yesterday too, was the fact that you have to understand the resilience of black people. Oh my god. Right? The walking resili- miracles. Like walking miracles. The world is we live in a different world from white people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you and I are sitting here now mm-hmm. is like because we fucking worked hard to, to get there yeah. and we went through trauma to get there, mm-hmm. but we're still here. It's like the whole thing with Chadwick, right? Yeah. It, it, it just, it irks back. It, it just, what we're going through every day just to be here, be professional, show up every Sunday. And I, I, I go to work, like, it's, it's like, yeah. I'm going to work 
and like 30 minutes earlier I was just sitting on my couch just in tears you know right because someone else got shot yeah because we lost Chadwick yeah because I'm watching a fascist in office right and his followers you Mm -hmm. know it's like and then 20 minutes later like I'm out the door for what how you doing you know how's your day and it's yeah it's a lot I'm, this, I'm the same way. I love what I do. I love talking to the people I talk to. I love all the people who contact me, who want to talk to me. I love all my folks who follow me and, and want to learn from me. I actually love that. Mm-hmm. But it's like that whole idea of that getting up in the morning. It's like that whole, like, it's the energy that's heavy mm-hmm. that we have to, like, we have to work extra hard to find the light. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think I've written about this. Um, is like It's just like, that, that light comes from our ancestral connection. And it comes through our melanin, and it comes through our hair, and it comes through our connection. And so when those connections are being berated, we have to focus even harder to see that connection, mm-hmm. right? It's like it gets loud, yeah. you know? And so with that loudness, having to focus through that loudness brings such a level of discipline that black people who are, who are here and present and in, in the moment have it's not even like we don't need a pat on the back we don't need a oh we're so sorry it's not really about that it's not it's just the recognition that we deserve yeah yes like like we're we're showing up through the heaviest of heavy the heaviest of times like in the middle of a global pandemic as we are in the target, middle of a race war. everybody is is showing up mm-hmm. in the middle of all of this mm-hmm. but we are the target yes that's what you gotta understand we are the target so that there's literally a target in our melon. And so we're very much and aware we, of it. Like, and we always we didn't ask to look like this. This is how we were born. I'm you know? blessed to be blessed. Yes. I love how I look. Right. I love my skin. But I'm just saying, like, how can you get on us for something we have no control over? But Girl, that's the historic question way back when, girl. Because we're worth money. That's why we're worth money. And we already talked about what capitalism does to white folks. Like, we, we are worth money. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we cannot be seen as, as equal to them. Because then they would lose, they would lose capital. They did already once. They did already once. They got to keep us be needing money. They got to keep us hired. Entrepreneurship is a real deal for black folks. Like, being so independent funny. of white folks paying us to be there is super, super important. Mm-hmm. Like being able to give back to the community, any community, in a way that we feel is right for us is, is empowerment, empowerment for black people. Like, you know, as, as soon as we have to, you know, answer to a, to a boss that's not representing our culture, not, represent, not caring about where we're coming from, it's still capital for them. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they just made it seem, and then they can pay us lower, play us lower than other people. It's just another rearticulation of the same shit, devaluing, de- disenfranchising black people. People like, oh, you know, when was the last time were, white folks were super mad about the CARES Act or the CARES grant that's coming through? Oh, my God. Where Oregon yes. is giving, like, oh, millions of dollars. Oh, my God. I saw so many... People are pissed. Yes, yes. yes. White folks are pissed. Oh Can God. you tell me when the last time there was a problem a black-owned business had? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God. Also, like, we're poor too. Right, yeah, we're poor. We're, 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 we're poor too. It's like, like, wow, you just don't understand. Can you, don't you understand that just giving money to black people is racist? Like, that's racist. You're racist for giving money to black people. Yeah, yeah. But they don't, they don't have to work for it. They're not doing anything for it. I'm like, what are you talking about right now? Like, I'm just like, 
I, and then the thing is, it's like, it's not that I even want to teach people, but it's like, look at what you are saying without any knowledge of history. So I'm thinking to myself, like, the education system is not concerned about these comments. Like, you guys failed. <laughs> None of these people who are talking understand American history at all. <laughs> they don't understand how to spell it's, disenfranchisement. It's they don't understand it. This the is a failure. has always been the narrative. <laughs> the, the white system. man wants to tell. Yeah. Right? And, and that's... Education reform is something that fucking needs to happen. <laughs> oh, girl. Like, almost, like, almost that. Like as police reform. Like, girl. Wow. That's where, that's where it's, education is wow. where it starts. We yeah. grow, that's where we learn. Have you ever thought about moving away? Like, for real, real? Like, I know people are like, four more years, I'm moving away. No, I'm moving to Canada. Like, have you thought about, about it? it? I don't know about Canada. Canada. I'd probably go to, like, Brazil or, like. Girl, you would, oh, my God, they would love you in Brazil. <laughs> Look, I got plans. Like, I got my outfit. Okay. Girl. Oh, my God. I would love you. I mean, in I Brazil. Don't you look like up now. Okay, you can I just know. put right on in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but better now. That's what you would do. Yeah. Okay. The beach is girl. I'd be with, like, pina coladas. <laughs> girl, why did we go there? Like, okay, first of all, in Brazil, there's, like, snakes as big as us that will eat, like, We're not going to talk about the bad parts. Of okay, that. right? I'm like... This is how I go. This is where I go. On the beaches. Okay. Where can we live? You ever really think Brazil? That, and that's what I'm live? saying. That's what I'm saying is like, yes, we. I've taught we, and it, it used to be a joke, but even <laughs> like, <laughs> she said it used to be fantasy, but now my but passport is coming in the door. The for yeah. real, like. Yeah, my pa- I look at my passport. I'm trying not to think about time. it until like <laughs> I don't want to have to think about it until after November third. I want to see what happens. I, I have a lot of, I'm hoping that people please vote. I know, I know. But just vote. Just like, just, just like fucking out with it. We ain't even you to vote for. Just, just play with it. Just play with it. Just go in there and do it. Right? Like, it's not a big deal. Just do it. If it, if it doesn't matter, then just do it. Yeah. Then just, just do it. Just do it. Get then your just sticker. See how, just get your sticker. But there's another part of that, like the whole voting, like waiting until November, hoping that it changes and all of these things. The truth of it is, is how he could possibly get into office and how, what he has shown, when he says he's the most that he's ever done for black people, this is how I'm interpreting that. He has shown us where the holes are and he has shown us where black people can get on in there mm-hmm. and make shit real. Yeah. He has shown us where his where the weak spots are and black folks to step up in to the ju- 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 justice system and to the political mm-hmm. systems and get in there. That's what he has shown me. If that's what he's talking about, word, you're right. You gave us, you gave us so much work. You gave Girl, us so much so knowledge. There's so many holes, though. We're going to be sinking. Look, there's no, there's plenty of black folks. Go, don't worry about basketball. Go to law school. Don't worry about, that's you know, go to engineering. Get, get into the education. We need black male teachers. Come on through. Get your PhDs. Yes. Get your master's. And come on through. We can do this. That's what, that's what Trump is showing me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Yes, you showed me that this shit can never happen again yes. as long as black women and black men are here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We need to get up in it. You Absolutely. know what I mean? And to the top. Mm-hmm. Like, don't stop at assistant. Get no. to the DA. We you know what I mean? positions of power. Get to the DA. So that, to me, none of that is impossible to do. We've got the means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can There's do this. So We've and always been here doing it. So countless upon countless of educated and intelligent oh, black people. Girl, look at Howard. Look at this. Look at Temple. We were look talking about all, that. Man, I wish I would have went. Look at Morehouse. Like, look at all these HBCUs that are underfunded, just just cranking out top notch of anything that comes out. Anything top notch. 
leaders in the industry to come cranking out these schools that are underfunded. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. Those black folks teaching black folks, mm -hmm. loving who we are and pushing us through to the top of the ranks, yes. right? Yes. Producing yes. top notch of anything that comes through. Mm -hmm. And so, on a dime. Girl, we don't have the, the but HBCUs are not funded like the other college, but have the same, yet have a higher rigor. And, and by the way, white folks can go to HBCUs. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always talking about affirmative action. It goes the same way for HBCUs. Yeah. They have to count you for diversity. Right. So why is it always thinking one way? It's like that whole idea, that's for black people. Mm -hmm. uh, we got really good schools. If you want a piece in, take your ass to yeah. HBCU. Learn, learn from it. black teachers. Learn from black folks. I know. Take, have your kids talk about that. You know, I'm not trying to whitewash our HBCUs, but we got the answer. Mm -hmm. You ain't listening. But we need to hear each other and do the work. And Absolutely. we need to get together and do this. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, just our fortitude for through 2020, seeing each other make it at this point is, I think, where we where we are asking, like, what can we do? We need to see each other make it through 2020. That is what we can do. Yeah. Like, I will see you. I will see you make it, girl, through 2020. One foot in front of the other, right? Yes. No. Can we keep our businesses up? Can we keep our, our spirits up? Can we look, look at each other and be like, I see your beautiful hair. I see your beautiful face. Yes. I see you slaying when you're tired. I see you slaying when you're tired. You know what I mean? That, like, let's, like, my son was here, and he's such a positive person. Sometimes he's so positive, I'm like, really, really, today is not that positive. And he's like, no, it's positive every day. So, but while, while he sometimes was Sometimes those people can be really girl, hard to be around, no, I'm just girl, saying. I'm not playing, like, really, sometimes. <laughs> like, but we were like he was we were walking around the street and he was like everywhere we were going he was like hey i like your tattoos and he's like hey i like it and he's like i he's like, i never tell anybody something that i don't see but i never walk past somebody that i see that i'm like I, her hair yeah. said something to me and not say something yeah. so i was like that's not a bad thing yeah so now. we need to make a point of things like that you make know make a point and i i i think because i'm the position i'm in i'm a hairstylist yes. like my a black hairstylist. Yes. My mind is already positioned like to do that. Yeah. No matter like I have a black client in my chair. It is my job to do their hair, but it's also my job to make them feel valued for their natural beauty. That's right. You know, that's it's right. like that's what I'm charged. That's what I feel like I'm charged. That's for. right. You know, like you're yeah. talking about what's our purpose. Yeah. You know, and I think that is a big part of mine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I feel like. If we as black people are not lifting each other up, who the fuck else is gonna do it? Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And so let's see each other. Yeah. I think in the next the next few months of twenty twenty, while it's getting thick, like Wakanda forever, right? Like oh we need God. to see each other. Can we see each other? I, like, I see you, girl. I see you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. Like when we're walking by, like can we say hello? I mean, we're supposed. We all know that head nod is a thing, yes. but like. Say hello. Say what's up. Say it so I can give hear a compliment. you. Give a compliment. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a compliment it to give. It goes a long way. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a compliment to give, say hello. Mm -hmm. You know? But if you see something you like, say it. Don't I be gross. Just say it. I think that's <laughs> right? Thing. Yeah. And I think, I think everybody can do a better job of that. We can't tell you how many times I've seen someone be like, oh, I like that. And yes. you just. It just feels better. Mm -hmm. I, it's so surprising how, and, and like my son said, he never says anything fake. He won't, if he doesn't see anything to compliment, he'll say, how you doing? Yeah. You know, nice to see you. Nice to see because you. Because you, know? you can feel when people are ingenuine. No need to be fake. Mm -hmm. But it is like when you see it, let's say it. Let's lift in the next, in the next last couple months of this hell of a year. Ooh, girl. Oh, man. It has been 
<sighs> it has been. It is like good. it's been one for the ages. Like I don't know. It's gonna be better. It will get better because it has to it get ha- better. It can't get much worse. I mean, but it you can. know how healing it works. Can. <laughs> you know how healing works. Yeah. Healing is like it goes. It's up and down. Up and down. And we're not going to be over 2020 and 2021. We're not going to be over it. I don't it. think so. We're going to have to change, lean into this transformation and make it the best that we can make it. Right? Like Because there is opportunity out there. Like, this is an opportune time yeah. for us to say no more. Like, yeah. this, is how, this is how the world's going to be now. I feel like when things are happening that's horrible for, to you, you feel like it's like you feel horrible. By the things that are happening to you you right. feel like it is to you um one thing i learned in my healing journey is that everything is happening for me mm-hmm. now even if it's painful it's for me and what does that mean it means that like this is removing something that's blocking me from the next thing right if even if i think it's the most important thing ever that's probably an indication of why it's going right is because in life change the only thing in life that's that's permanent that's permanent is change Mm -hmm. so as it's changing and we're the tighter we're holding on to what we believe in Mm -hmm. that's that's indication right that that's why it hurts Mm -hmm. is because we're holding it so tightly yeah nothing is coming to us that we don't need now doesn't mean that we can't we won't see it immediately like we will we may not see the benefit immediately but the change and the transformation in that pain that you feel when letting it go, mm-hmm. just just opening your hands or opening your heart or opening your mind in that pain that it takes to do that, if you sit in that, you are going to find out who you are, which means that from where you were to where you're going, who you are there is going to be changing the whole time. So lean into mm-hmm. who you are. Right. Lean into what you're feeling and go, what is that about? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to lean us into 21, 2021 in such a way that we can be okay with who we are mm-hmm. so when we say what we say we mean what we say and we are standing there in like real true purpose yes. i know i'm here and even if you don't know why you're here you know i don't know why i'm here i know that i am here but you're self-aware i'm right. here you're right now i'm here i know that i may not know what my purpose is yet but i am going to continue to i'm here steps. to find out yes yes absolutely right i feel that too I think we need to center it in that way, like grounding. We need to ground. Because those are the things that we, in. there's so much in this world right now that we cannot control. Right. right. There is so much that us as just these little people in Eugene can control, right? Right. But, like you said, that is one thing that we can't control is ourselves. Yes. Our inner beings. Yes. Where we're going, how we're going, how we're changing, who we're becoming. Yes. And that's one of the only things that we can control that's it yeah that's it mm-hmm. so do the work and it takes if, if there's not a better time to be doing work is right now i don't know what the hell purpose we could be doing out of 2020 except for doing work mm-hmm. otherwise this is just hell <laughs> right like let's look at it in a way that we take this and make it something mm-hmm. you know otherwise what the hell is this what the hell is it i don't know it is something we got to lean into we got to see what the heck's going on with us with with the, we got to do this or we're wasting this. It's just turmoil at that point, right? Yeah, there's been a lot of that. Going what? On. What? How can we take this and flip it? Look at. And I go back to Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama made a comment about him. What a way to live the rest of your life when you knew how how to. What a way to choose to live your days. Yes. Look at what he did. That gave me chills. What that? Look at what he chose to do in his time. I know, and he he could. 
he could have done nothing. He, he could have done. He could have just in his turmoil. And that's what most people would have done. Stage three Let's is a death real, sentence, right? Generally. Most people would have done. Most people would have been like, well. I'm um, we'll just live the rest. And we would have been reasonable with that. We would have been like, well, damn, the man's got cancer. Leave him alone, right? Let, let him live the rest of his day with his family. Yeah. Let, let him live and enjoy it. But it, he said, I gotta lift my people, mm-hmm. and I gotta ready and myself. Mark, and that's the mark I'm gonna leave on the world. And I have to ready myself for what I'm doing. And so he was one that probably realized what his purpose was, what yeah. he was here for. Yeah. What he could do. Mm-hmm. He had a time frame, mm-hmm. right? Now, now, what's that sound like? Live like you won't. What if live like you would die? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A country song, girl. girl. I'm trying to tell you, but yes. I have Texas yes. shit rubbed off on me. <laughs> Wait, is that um, Tim McGraw? I feel like I'm sure it's a Tim McGraw song. But I feel like there girl, are I know country. Songs. I I don't know country. Let me stop. I don't. But I do know some country songs. Texas rubbed off on me. I'm trying to tell you, girl. Did you know this is this is one thing I was thinking about the other day? It's like I should have known when I moved to Eugene, Oregon, and there was not one hip hop station. Yeah. I should have known. Yeah. I did. But like reverse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have never lived anywhere in my life where there's just not one dedicated hip hop station. Girl. Girl, I looked and I looked. I can't tell you how many times I hit the tune button really? on my car. I was like, this is not. No, for real. And this is the first, when I left here was the first time I knew you could have a hip hop station. Oh. I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's just a, just hip hop? All day, every day? Yeah. So something that's really hard for me just living in this space is the lack of culture there is to connect with Mm -hmm. the culture that's here that's black isn't isn't that it's not no it's It's like it's like when you go it's like it's really not it's like when you come here to eat mexican food like why would you come here to eat mexican food (laughs) no totally yes right like that's what it's like yes it's like someone is like yeah yeah I know it's hard. So I struggle with, I really do struggle with it because I, growing up in California, like I saw black culture everywhere, Yeah. you know, and it wasn't directly in my home, right. but I knew it was out there. Yeah. Because I, I mean, for those Just of you who are, I was adopted, I was adopted yeah. and raised by a white woman right. and a Mexican father. Yeah. And, um. But you have brown in your family. That's yes. why I'm like, the, that, you always have we talked about that too. Yeah, like we I did. Had, yeah. I go through it, brown people. Yeah. of all races go through a lot of the same oppression mm-hmm. you know yeah and so we share that we share that yeah yeah no totally and so there's that understanding right yeah it's funny though because like um even in this moment like i was talking to my one of my best friends is mexican mm-hmm. and she's in texas and she is like when i come around her friends they gotta know that i'm okay Right, because they're like, can we be Mexican in front of her? Right, right? Uh-huh. and it's like I, to me, because I'm so lacking of black and brown mm-hmm. up here in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you're from or who you are. I'm like, oh, I care who you are. But I'm saying black and brown to me, we are all one family. Like yes. I don't think of it that way, mm-hmm. but I do know that when you go other places, they got so many black and brown people, they can pick fights between each other, which we don't have that. <laughs> we don't have that luxury here. God, we we no. but we're like y'all are picky about this. Like love each other because yes. this is beautiful right but they there's there's issues between some brown folks and some black folks that they can do that in their numbers but we need to stop all that yes and i had actually we were talking about the cave comments the other day when cave released that article about the care act and how it was being designated to black-owned businesses 
there were several Mexicans in the comments that oh, were, that were like, what? Girl. Where's mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, Straight up. there are always the, there's similarities, but there will always be. But what's really funny about that, it go, man, Chadwick is so deep. Like, what, what's really funny about that is that I'm just thinking, where, where people really think that black folks don't, aren't coming from behind. Like, they don't know that what we're doing to get here, they have no idea. They literally think, they actually think because the way we show, look at you how fly you are, look how fly we are. Like, we show up and they really think that we didn't have, we didn't have like a weight on our back and people on our shoulder and pull up. They think we showed up like they did. They literally think that we didn't have to go through all this other shit, extra shit that they didn't have to go through. So they're mad when people go, oh, they're gonna get some extra help. Why? Oh, because you have no idea. Mm -hmm. I came in here and I slayed, and you thought the way that I slayed, I must have had it. I must have it. Somebody gave me something. No, no, that's just how we come. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's, that's what black girl magic is about. Yes, that's what the magic that's is about. That's exactly what it's about. It's right. about showing up every day, regardless of the shit that has put been put on you historically. Because and what modernly. else are we gonna do? We've got kids to take care of. We, right. you know, we've got family to can't worry get, about. What look, are we gonna do? Can't get bank loans. I mean, if we do, the the, the APR is crazy high. We, you know, redlining is still a thing. Like, if you don't have the capital, then you ain't getting in certain neighborhoods, certain schools, certain. Because you're black, that's all still happening. Mm -hmm. So people don't really don't get it. Like and they, a lot of people probably look at us and don't believe that there's a way that we could get show there. up the way that we're showing up yes. and have all that happening. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what it you is. look at. You look at they, they think of themselves and think like, well, damn. If I, I would never. Be able, I would never. I would never. No. Exactly. But you don't understand what the hell historically and we've been doing. And we were born into that. Yeah. We don't know how not to. You know, people gotta understand that like black folks couldn't learn how to read, but yet we went from not knowing how to read, like literally, to, to becoming degrees. lawyers and doctors. Mm -hmm. Understand that mm -hmm. that wasn't like white folks helping us do that. Yeah. We did that in spite of white people. We deserve a pat on the back. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We that in spite of white people, we we did this. Girl. So don't talk to me about an extra thousand dollars to get my business out there because yeah. guess what I can't get right now that your business got three times up, right? Like <laughs> you better stop, right? Like you don't even know. You don't they don't. People don't know what people other people and are doing. Because they're through. not willing to empathize with others. Right. Well it's they're not like, willing to learn. They're not, definitely not willing to look into it. But they don't want to do the work. Girl, could you could you imagine could you imagine what it must feel like that like with all this privilege and all of this like extra for yourself and you still ain't doing shit like you and you still ain't doing shit because you're looking at us like like we're supposed to be like all this is helping us and we're like uh, the fact that we're trying to line up with you we're kind of under undercutting ourselves we need to go like come on with it that's why i keep trying to say it we're not all that vengefulness we if we were going to be vengeful towards white people we would have been done that we we're exactly. not doing that so what 20 of years. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to make this better for everybody. So, so have a seat. Let us lead. Mm -hmm. Let us take the lead. And you will benefit too. Because we are, we are, you know. Well, they've already benefited from us for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are, we have. Poor and gracious we people. gracious yeah. people. And they've been benefiting. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I. It's just like. Does I, that sound rude? Like, I, I don't really care. But I'm just thinking, like, that's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> like, I'm feeling like, after those comments, it's like. Oh wow, you guys have no idea. Mm -hmm. Or, and that's us, I want to say that that is us giving them benefit. Mm -hmm. That if they did know that they would care. Mm -hmm. 
You see what I'm saying? Okay. We're saying if you really knew, then you care, right? But would you? No, because they can know. You know, they can know. Yeah. They can go and learn. It ain't a secret. I don't think they care. They don't want to. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So we're giving them that benefit. Like, if they knew, but if they knew, then maybe they would just, like, I don't know what That's they would do. That's because I think do. on most levels, like, as a human, we try and rationalize, right? Like, we, we try, yeah. we try to be rational and we try to understand why things are the way they are. But when you look at something like that, yeah, sometimes I feel like there's no an there's no answer. Why is just hateful? Hateful. But you know, I the last time, girl, I was reading through these comments and I was like, <laughs> it was so bad I couldn't even come back with comments to say that were constructive because yes. it was just like I was like, what the? What the? Like, the because, because you would have had a paragraph that was this girl, long. I, it would have been no because I couldn't. I knew there was no teaching. There was, and that's who I am. That's my purpose. My purpose is to teach. Like. I don't need the degree, I don't need the school, but I know that that's my purpose, is to teach, lead and teach in that way. That's what I've done. I talk, I teach, I lead. That's how I go. Mm -hmm. I empower. Right. That is my purpose, right? So, the truth of it is, I'm looking at it, and there ain't nothing about teaching empowerment or anything that I can, that I can infuse into this, because it's straight up pathological. It was diseased. It was it was injured and it was dramatic and it was damaged, right? And it was and I'm looking at all these comments and about I mean like all like even with the Jacob I was just like why in the world? So girl, I literally said look at these. I typed in there look at these comments. Straight up psychopathology. That's all I had. I was like it's psychopathology that we're that we're reading right now. Diseased and unbalanced. Something's not right. And I'm concerned. You know, something is not right. It's very It's like rabbit animal. Yeah. <laughs> look at the comments. If y'all disagree with me, look at the comments and tell me that does not sound like rabbit animals. Lane County caught on camera. Girl, that stop it with that. Stop, stop it with that. It's just, it's like that comment section. I, I had to remove myself. Because yeah. at the height of all the George Floyd stuff when shit really hit the fan. Yeah. I was in this place of just like darkness yeah. and that seeing people like that in yeah. your backyard is going to feel that darkness. I feel, you know, it's really funny because I feel like on my page, like I can't, I'm a funny person. I think like to think I'm a funny person. So I want to do funny things, but then I like, I can't because of the way the mood of the whole atmosphere around Facebook, atmosphere around Instagram, it's like it's all dark. And so I feel like if I were to throw in a joke or two, they'd be like, girl, are you focusing? We gotta, we gotta have some are you focusing? Light, we gotta have some of that lightheartedness though. And all I know. Heavy, right? I know, we because do. if it was just heavy, like we wouldn't be able to stay afloat. I know. You know, and I that's think how black folks you were talking about do. like grieving. It's up and down, up and down. Yeah. Some days you're great, some days you feel like shit. Yeah. You know? Y'all about to hear some things about my lock and my lock journey because I'm about to change the subject. Yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you're going to get a picture of me and be like, this is my hair. <laughs> Look at my hair. Isn't it beautiful? Like, I swear to God. That's, that's just, just, that's every, like, there, there are so many facets to people. We, well, we have to be able to show it all up. That's what I'm saying. I'm tired. I'm only showing this side of me. Yes. Why do we always have to have these conversations? Like, goddamn, she made me have other things to talk about. That's what I'm saying. 
can. Like, we are not always this heavy. Like, we can laugh and we can have fun, too. And we want to be like, like that. I, I like having but fun. But that's not what this time is calling for. Yeah. It was brought upon us. But I feel like because our black community is not here, like, black community for me, like, we're always laughing. Mm-hmm. We're, we can laugh in the midst of the deepest yeah, darkness, right? Really but That's for, just a testament, again, to our resilience. Yes. Like, the fucking world can be burning around us. Yes. we still laughing. We're laughing about something. Right. And so I feel like that's why we actually need to try to bring because you're you're from a community that has a that has flavor mm-hmm. i've been through a community lots of communities that have flavor we need to like grasp back and pull it forward because it's lacking here and i think that we need to show it up we need to show it like like we need to be very we need to be the change let's work very hard and bringing back the light mm-hmm. so that we can feel centered enough to bring the change and that we're not being pulled down by our environment that is unable to feed us that way. Cause we're forgetting the laughter and that's not who we are, right? I'm not that way, I'm always big and laughing. You're like a very nice, funny, and if yes. you forget that part of you, then what happened, right? This is the whole thing, like what if we're and not- And when you think about it, that's what they want to happen. That's what they want to happen. That's what they want So I'm gonna to see y'all twerk videos. Yes. I want you to see it, I want you to see it. I want to see the dance compilations. Like, I want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yes. uh, c- let's do something. D- like, don't forget what we're talking about, but let's not forget who we are. Because at times it can be it can be really, really hard to rise above it all. Yeah. Because yeah. there's just so much shit piled on top of us. It is. It is. And it's a lot, girl. School coming back in. Ooh, Lord. That's a whole nother podcast. School coming yeah, back I in. Can. Doing that thing. We, we just got... Anyway, all right. I w- appreciate you so much. Yes, girl. Yes, and I really love you coming on my show. So please come all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. We just I'm such just a good have to walk up one Sunday a month. I know, right? <laughs> just do it. We're having Cherie time. But I, I'm wondering though, like during your um, your talk, talk about what you're doing with the salon so yes. that we can do that. I wanted to almost talk about this because it kind of came up. You mentioned like white women doing black hair. Yeah, like, that's a different situation. Which, um, yeah. So, I work at Salon Nirvana, I'm a hairstylist. Um, I work alongside amazing stylists, um, and we are going to be putting on what we're calling Black Hair Matters. Because it does. 101, so we are talking like basic, basic, yeah. basic shit. Yeah. Like we're barely even getting into working with hair. This is more along the side of where do you even start? How do you bring in a black client and make them feel comfortable in your chair, right? Like yes. how do, how do you gain the trust? Because I, I would probably bet most black women are not going to let you touch their hair. No. Right. And so I can't believe I let a white woman do my hair. To be honest, and she's the first one ever, and she killed it. And she I'm, killed it. But she had to show me who she was before need. I let her. That's what we need more of. And so we were going to be doing a class. Um, I wanted it to be a lot bigger. Yeah. But because of COVID, it's going to be a very small class. But it's something where we decided to have represented as salon professionals. So it's mm-hmm. a class for salon professionals, not necessarily civilians. Um, it's going to be a training class for them to come and understand right. how to, I don't want to say work with black, I want to say work with black people yeah. and make black people feel accepted. Right. Um, and we've invited Aisha to come and speak. So she's going to be doing um, a portion of the class just surrounding black hair historically mm-hmm. and how it's such a big part of black culture yeah. and our identities. Um, so 
we I will be doing like a haircut demonstration for them, but the class is mostly going to be centered around let's take a look at the salon industry as a whole and focus on what are the problems that we see mm -hmm. because there is systemic racism in the salon industry like right. <laughs> from the, like education down we're not taught black hair and it's a right. problem we're taught every other race every other race yeah but, but when it comes to black hair it's not because there's not a need because let's be real as black women we love our hair we it's, love we love to it's do a things huge with part of hair. who we are it's a huge part of who it's we are it's a huge part of who we are and i think for black people they have every right to not want a white person touching their right. hair right yeah. because history has shown what white people think of black hair yeah um and so i think it's our job as salon professionals to meet to meet black people halfway if yeah. not more than halfway yeah yeah you know and so it's it's definitely going to take trust mm -hmm. and it's going to take years to change something it, it it's a system that's broken yeah you know but at least we're starting somewhere and we're gonna we're trying to start from the ground up so i think it's amazing because i i believe what you're doing is like addressing the structure mm -hmm. and i know that white folks or maybe white families that have black children like oh i want to know about this hair like you know and you do those things like yes you do those, and that's do those so things. important because it i is. was that little girl yeah so. right right and i know those little girls where i you know i'm looking at those little girls we all have our black hair stories like, yes it, it, it has affected my life tremendously but the thing about it is that you are actually approaching the system the, the structural issue mm -hmm. of, of hair mm -hmm. of um of the industry and that's where i think when you're starting to deconstruct racism you start you got understand structurally how it how it stands and even for me girl just going through it and like sitting down and just really writing the curriculum yeah my eyes are even like yeah open wide you know because when you really sit down and dig and start to look at why things are the way they are yeah. it's like a trickle down effect yes you know it's there's so much i don't know like when you're like the black history i'm like oh man i'm gonna have to like go back and like look at some stuff just well, because but it's it, it's it's an exciting black hair history is so exciting it so is we could, we could do a whole podcast about it because i mean it it's represents so much of who we are mm -hmm. even like early african like days in tri tribal like, right hair was a sign of your family yeah. you wore your hair a certain way and that's how you knew what tribe you belonged to right you know and they and just, just the so ancestral bonding that happens through hair like the time that you're that you with your hairstylist and i'm saying through family with the, the original hairstylist your mother you know your grandmother right. that that bond you have in between their legs sitting here yes. doing this um yes. is is something that us. yes it's it a growth a process it's an empowerment process it's actually that melanin trickle it's like that idea yes. of ancestral yes it is okay to wear your natural hair the way mm -hmm. it was that's how it grows out of your head and that is okay yeah so don't tell me that that shit's unprofessional right you know yeah yeah like, I but, but you know me as a person coming into a salon uh i never went into i didn't go into salons until i was in a black neighborhood and so coming here i was yeah. just like what is going on and here? that and and that's black hair culture when you're young yeah it's your mom yeah having you right here in between that's right just like you said twisting <laughs> yeah braiding mm -hmm. whatever it might be getting popped um, with the comb yes, that's gotta happen girl, these ones. <laughs> Even if you guys didn't pop with the comb you're not really having a hair spin off oh everyone got popped with the comb all right I have like, a white mom with the comb. Yeah, okay, like, hey, sit still. Like, I'm trying to do this here. Still. <laughs> no, you know, you come out looking fly, all your friends, their little barrettes in. I know, like, yes. <laughs> your hair is moving really 
Ellie, it's just your birthday. <laughs> it's Yeah, we'll, yes, girl. I have a picture of myself. I'll show you a picture of myself. Oh, like that's a thousand of those like, in my hair. <laughs> and it's like when you look at black, you can look at a picture of a black person throughout history and look at their hair and know what what time period yes, that was. That's you right. know, like you see some with someone with an afro, you know that was probably during the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies civil rights right. era movement. You know, mm-hmm. and the Jim Crow and all of that because it was a sign of power and rebellion mm-hmm. because for so long they've been telling us to wear our hair straight and back and, and not yeah. big yeah. they didn't want to draw attention to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's really what it is right right and so just like white white hairstylists have no idea about any of that yeah. that's what they need to know I was before wondering. they even know how to how to do the hair they need to know because they don't know what a wop is they gotta know what a wop is because that's a basic <laughs> 1980, it started with the wop. Like, what? <laughs> you guys have the finger flail on a finger that like, No one does that anymore, but I'm going to need you to know about it. <laughs> you talking about the finger waves? <laughs> finger waves. No one finger waves anymore, but I need you to know about it. <laughs> right? Yes. You know what I mean? I, and even the finger waves were put on us by white people. Oh, yeah, girl. Because yeah. But it, was a way to tame, it was a way to tame our curls, mm-hmm. you know? And... That's what I'm talking about. Like, it you know that that, so that push down that that yeah, um, push that wait, wait, and see. That's girl, that's what we, we actually learned how to do in beauty school. Girl, we take, oh, did you? We we there's one chapter on black hair, and that chapter oh, involves chapter. chemical straightening. It involves flat ironing. Uh huh. It involves texturizing services to make your hair less curly. Right. Not it, completely straight, but less curly. Like and a half it involves finger waves. Right. Which means we are being taught that the only way to deal with black hair is, is to whiten it. Exactly. <laughs> that is, it is the truth. To like, make it more white. I'm so passionate about it yeah. because it's just so frustrating. But that's why people come out with the natural hair care because we got to know that you're not trying to whiten our hair. Exactly. They're like, no, we do natural hair care. Like, oh, they will not try to straighten my shit. I can go there exactly. and they know how to deal with my afro. Yeah. And I think, I think what I, I, I never expect a world where you go into a salon and every single white person is going to know how to do black yeah, hair. Yeah. I am not, like, that is just not right. reasonable for me to believe. But I do believe that there needs to be at least one person in there so that you don't ha- ever have to turn someone away. See, you are, your bar is, I think, is, is low. <laughs> and this is why my bar is low. It's reasonable got, where we live. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable where, where, we, where live. we live. But what yeah, I would like to that's see, in perspective. I would like to see that Maybe they don't know how to do it mm-hmm. because as Cassie was doing my hair, um, we were talking about the level of expertise it takes mm-hmm. to be to be able to do hair, mm-hmm. but to be trusted with our hair, right. and then to be like, can you stand up to other black stylists mm-hmm. with your dedication of level? And that's what I'm saying. And it's going to take work. It's, and so everyone won't be that way, right? No. But what I would like to see is that I walk into a hair a white hair salon, and they may not know how to do my hair, but they know what I'm talking about. They know what products would be good, and they can tell me where they should go because they yes. have worked and talked to that That's person. You know, they could they, they could say, you know what, go talk to Sheree, go talk to Cassie because yes. she had five years in this and she's very good at cornrows. Mm-hmm. They can have a conversation about cornrows, they can box braids, and they know what they're talking about, even though they don't know how to do it like yes. Cassie can do it. Yes, but you like have to, you can. I need to know. Yes, That's what I'm saying. Is there needs to be. They need to at least feel like they're people, you yeah. know, because when I remember going to salon and just being gawked at. Yeah. You know, my hair was big. It was 
I had to straighten it, to, yeah. and that's another thing. You had to straighten it to even cut it, yeah. right? Because yeah. they can't, they don't even know what to do with all of this. Yeah. You know, it's I, like yeah. unmanageable. I remember the first natural hair care person who told me, she's like, if anyone tries to straighten your hair to cut your hair, run. Run. She, that was exactly what right. She's like, that, good, how are they gonna know what your hair looks like when, once it's not like that? Like, yeah, so when you straighten the hair out, you uni- you unify the entire texture mm-hmm. of your hair, so mm-hmm. it's all one texture. When really, we as black people, we know we got less curly pieces here. Yeah. We got more curly pieces yes. there. Yes. So then, when when you done wet that hair, what's it gonna look like? Right. You're gonna have a <laughs> you're gonna have a um, hole right here in your head right. that's way shorter. Yeah. And that's why you end up with like a fro that was once shaped well and it's not anymore because they're they're approaching black hair yeah. like they would white hair, which is as a stylist, it is it is everything they teach us not to do. Every curl, every texture of hair requires something different. Right. So why are you telling us that black hair, even though it's completely different than white hair, should be treated the same way as white hair? Yeah. They're like, it's everything you ever taught us right. in, in school. So, like, so much education reform is needed. I'm really happy you guys are doing that because black hair. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about it too. I think it's, um, this is just the beginning. Yeah. We envision black hair having like a level like levels of classes so this would of course be 101 yeah and then eventually like you've taken 101 which is a prerequisite to 102 right you know so that's what we envision and and you guys are you guys have people who are coming it's all sold out like basically it's it's completely sold out in 30 minutes that's in 30 minutes so that should be encouraging to black folks out here trying to get hair done people people want to know people um, want to know at least I can say that a stylist, there are stylists out there that are, they want to learn, they've taken the first step, yeah. they recognize there's a problem or they wouldn't be coming to the Right, class. yeah. Right, yeah. so I think that That's that is very encouraging. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what the questions are and we, you just to see where people are in levels of their own in, uh, implicit I, I, biases about exactly. black hair. And that'll be exciting. really interesting too because yeah. the way that I structure the classes, it requires a lot of class participation. Yeah, so and, and honestly, it is a conversation about racism, you know. Um, well, thank you so much, Sheree. And, um, thank you so much again. Girl, you know, you know I'm here anytime you need me. That's Black Girl from Eugene. If you'd like to support my show, www.patreon.com forward slash black girl from Eugene underscore one. It's also located in my show notes. I appreciate you and I love to continue to do this work. Thank you.